Hello, and welcome to the Keto for Christ podcast. Have you been struggling to have success with keto? Have you tried it in the past, had great results, but somehow life happened and you gained it all back? It's so much more difficult the second time around. Am I right? Trust me, friend, I understand and I feel your pain, frustration, and disappointment because that's exactly what happened to me. My name is Cherie Haynes, and I am so passionate about getting the message of keto out into the world. But what if I told you that bringing God into the equation could make all the difference? As Philippians 4.13 states, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So, do you want to do keto the easy way or the hard way? If you'd like to do keto the easy way, please join me each week as I share simple strategies for keto and as we pray together for the strength and commitment we need to honor this temple God has given us so that we can better serve Him. I believe when we do keto for Christ, success will be inevitable. Let's go ahead and jump into today's show. Hi, love. So today's episode is going to be pretty deep, and it's actually going to be a two-part series. But I believe with all of my heart, if you're willing to go on this journey with me, and are willing to allow yourself to fully engage with me in this exercise, you will have a breakthrough. I definitely did, and I will be getting very vulnerable with you today, but I want you to know that it is so worth it. I want you to feel the incredible emotion like I did. It was such a gift. So I recently started reading a new book called Claim Your Power, a 40-day journey to dissolve the hidden blocks that keep you stuck and finally thrive in your life's unique purpose by Mastin Kip. I'm going to share part of one day out of this book to help you work through, but this is just a glimpse of what you can get out of the book if you're willing to do the work. I will make sure to link it for you in the show notes. Now for today's episode, I highly encourage you to listen when you can be uninterrupted for a good 30 to 45 minutes as I'm going to have you stop and start to complete the steps. I cannot stress this enough. Sometimes we have to get uncomfortable, vulnerable, and extremely emotional, but the payoff is priceless. I will be holding your hand every step of the way. As Howard Thurman says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Now, this is day 12 in the 40-day cycle. So to give you some context, I'd like to read directly from the book. Mastin says, To discover your purpose, all you have to do is look back on your life and remember the moments that made you feel like you had come alive. Here's what's true. After taking thousands of people through this process, 
I've found most people's happiest memories aren't about significant moments like a big payday, getting an award, or being named best in class. Usually, they are gentle memories where the small things mattered most, such as a loving embrace by their mother at a picnic, driving and laughing with parents, playing in the pool with friends, the way he or she looked at you for the first time in a relationship. It's the small stuff that adds up over time to create the big stuff. You've been given clues your whole life as to what your purpose is. The problem is that without any education on the matter, you may not have realized how important those small moments were. You may have thought of them as nothing more than happy memories from the good old days rather than clues to what your life was meant to be. He goes on to say, I know that the idea of discovering your purpose can feel larger than life. It can feel like something so big it's impossible. Today, we are taking just one small step in that direction. This day's exercises are a little more complex than the others because purpose is a multi-layered topic. It's easy to get overwhelmed, so if you start feeling this way, simply notice it and let go. Then remind yourself that all you have to do today is go back through your life and remember your happiest moments. That doesn't sound so bad, does it? Now, they don't have to be perfect memories. It might even seem as if you are making some of them up. It doesn't matter. Your job is to get out of your own way and trust the process. Also know that they don't have to be the earliest memories you're able to dig up. As you're working through this, you may remember things you've forgotten for decades, but that doesn't mean you have to go back through this process and start over. Repeat after me. I trust the process and will get out of my own way. And this is so important, love. Please know I would not lead you down this path if I didn't know it could bring you so much freedom. So please trust me and our Heavenly Father and know that this is a safe place, okay? One more time, repeat after me. I trust the process and will get out of my own way. Okay, now before we begin, would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you in advance for reminding me of what I already knew. Thank you for showing me the way home to you and why I was born. Please help me live your purpose in my life. Help me remove the blocks to my purpose and give me eyes to see that my work ahead is your work. I surrender all to you and am trusting this process. It is in your hands, Lord. Amen. Okay, so step one is breathe. The first thing I want you to do is connect with your heart breath. And you're going to want to do this in a sacred or private place. Again, with no distractions or interruptions. Give yourself this gift. Now start by placing your hand over your heart and closing your eyes. 
then just breathe. As you breathe, bring your attention to your chest and to your heart. Continue this way for 10 minutes. If your mind wanders, simply bring it back to your heart. And this is something I want to emphasize that is so important for the rest of the exercise to work. Please don't cheat yourself with the time. You need the full 10 minutes. Now, before you pause this episode to do your heart breath, I just want to share a bit with you about my experience with this. So when I started, I felt sort of a tightness in my chest, almost like I was holding back emotions that were wanting to burst out. I wondered if I was doing it wrong. I remember checking the clock several times, though I don't encourage you to do this. Honestly, I was feeling kind of uneasy. We don't often just sit and breathe without any other distractions, do we? But think of this as your sacred time with God. I believe he is right there with you as you work through this exercise. When I did, there were moments I felt peace, but I also kept feeling that tightness, like I couldn't get a deep enough breath. I started to feel worry for some reason and anxiety. I thought maybe I was afraid of what this was going to reveal to me and my body was trying to protect me. These weren't the feelings I was expecting at all, but I trusted the process. And now I'm asking you to do the same, love. Please know that whatever comes up is exactly what is supposed to. There's no right or wrong way to do this. Okay, now pause this episode and do your 10 minutes of heart breathing. Again, put your hand over your heart and simply focus on breathing. Okay, now check in with yourself. How are you feeling? Please don't judge or worry. Just notice the feelings. You may want to journal them like I did. Now close your eyes and ask yourself, what is the earliest, happiest memory I can remember? Please don't rush this process. I noticed it took me a few minutes to relax enough to let the memory come through. Whatever memory comes to mind, write it in your journal and then answer the following questions. My earliest happy memory is who was in the memory? What did I believe about life in this moment? So love, please pause the episode and write down your answers. Don't just think about them. You'll want to be able to reference this beautiful moment in the future. When you come back, I will share my answers with you. Okay, so I'm going to take this directly from my journal so you can hear what I was feeling in this moment. Wow, a flood of emotions just came over me. I had one memory in the back of my mind, but then I started tearing up as another memory appeared so much more vividly. I was laying on my grandpa, hairnet on my head and sick with the chicken pox but he was comforting me. And even though I was so miserable, 
I felt so safe in his arms. My grandma had made me a homemade malt and life was good. Who was in the memory? My grandpa and I. What did I believe about life in this moment? I just felt safe and so loved. I never want this feeling to end. I felt life was perfect because I had my family and that was all I needed. No other stresses in the world, besides, of course, the chicken pox in the most uncomfortable places. I do notice my chest is a little bit less tight, though. Okay, now, I want you to close your eyes and again ask yourself, what is my next happy memory? And please, again, pause this episode so you can work through your second happy memory. When I asked myself this, I felt my chest tightening up again, like I didn't want to know the answer. I had to breathe for a few minutes and continued to ask myself the question. This time I felt like I was waiting for a long time and nothing was coming. So I asked myself a third time. This time I said a prayer first, asking for God to reveal it to me and also asking him to help me trust the process. So my second happy memory is being outside at grandma and grandpa's house again. It is the summer and we are in the pool grandpa got us and he's in it with us, spraying us with the water hose, and we're all laughing. Who's in the memory? Grandpa, of course, but also my brother and sister and one of my cousins. We are all laughing and so carefree. Life was so simple then. Again, a flood of emotions welled up, and I was so grateful to for an instant feel like my grandpa was right by my side again. I didn't realize how much I had been missing him. I don't know if I've ever let out all my emotions since he died. In my journal, I wrote, now that I think of it, I didn't cry a lot at his funeral, and I don't know why. Maybe I was stuffing away my emotions and they just need to come out now. Now is the time. So what did I believe about life in that moment? That it was full of fun and joy. So carefree. I could be myself and was accepted for who I was. There was no pretending to be someone else or walking on eggshells. There was so much love. So much happiness. Man, I miss him. He was such an incredible grandpa. So love, after you've done both of these memories, notice how you feel. Let the memories flood your body with emotion, whether it be happy, sad, nostalgic, and so on. Give yourself full permission to feel whatever comes. Don't hold back. Bring that emotion forward. Now please complete this two more times. So you'll ask yourself, what is my next happiest memory? 
And again, what is my next happiest memory? And remember to also journal who is in the memory and what you believed about life in that moment. That part is crucial. After the second memory, I personally felt kind of drained and I needed to get to work, so I took a break. Feel free to do this, but I highly encourage you to start over with the 10 minutes of breathing. That's what I had to do to get back into the right frame of mind. Now, once you've done your fourth happy memory, ask yourself, what is my most recent happy memory? And again, please don't force this. Sometimes things come to mind that you think it ought to be, but you'll know when it's the right memory because it will be so vivid and you'll experience a flood of emotions. Don't worry if you have to ask yourself the question out loud numerous times. Remind yourself to trust the process. So here's my journal entry. My most recent happy memory is spending time with Angela before our wedding. And Angela is my amazing sister. That bond was so incredibly precious. She made me feel so special as she had so many things planned. She paid to get my nails done, paid for me to stay in the suite next to her. Jeff, which is her husband, got us champagne and chocolate-covered strawberries. I felt like such a princess, and it was such an amazing few days. I miss that time with her. So what did I believe about life in that moment? I believed I was so loved, and I deserved to be spoiled every once in a while, and I enjoyed it. I didn't feel guilt at all, but I was so incredibly grateful. This was something I wish I could repeat over and over again. So love, now as you've written down your most recent happy memory, close your eyes and take five minutes to think about all the memories we just discovered and feel what comes up for you. Allow all the memories and emotions that go with them to flood your body and your Take time to focus on the joy from the past and let this joy be amplified throughout your whole body. Don't think about any other memories from the past. Don't think about the future. Let your stress go. Just focus on these five awesome memories for five minutes and review the blessings in them. Give yourself the gift of emotionally connecting with your soul for the first time, perhaps, in a long while. Before you go, love, I wanted to remind you that I am a certified health and life coach and would love the opportunity to work with you one-on-one if there's something that you're struggling with. Sometimes if we are able to dig a little deeper into your personal situation, we can get to the root of the problem together. If you'd like more information, please send me an email at healthcoach.shereheens at gmail.com. Bye for now, and I hope you have a blessed week in the Lord.